0: You're gonna
1: get us all killed. The size of that
0: thing. I can't. It's too big.
1: Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't
0: got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna.
1: Me, I play. I like to play cheek. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. It's been a minute, but I'm back. Welcome to Just The Tip Podcast. I am your host, Georgette. And as always, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at just underscore Georgette. And then you can also check out the podcast at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget if you're listening to this episode to hashtag JTT Pod. And if you listen to any other episodes, make sure you hashtag JTT Pod as well to get involved in any conversations or start a new conversation. Or If you've got any questions for me or any of my guests, just hashtag and I'll see them. Um, another thing that I wanted to say is even though it might be a bit of a tricky time, but if you guys are with your partners and you're still having some amazing sex or if you're doing, I don't know, like virtual sex or you're masturbating more, you just got a brand new toy, like anything at all that is sex related, send them to me at askthetip at gmail.com and then I can include them as tiptales. And yeah, I do hope everyone is well. As I said, it's been a minute. I just kind of needed some time to to kind of gather my thoughts and just kind of get back into a creative space because I lost that a little bit because it's just been a bit manic. So yes, I have a brand new guest and I'm going to let my guest introduce themselves and then we'll kick off with the show.
0: Well, hello, thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Orsa. I'm a dating and sex expert, and I'm the founder of Tailor Matched. Uh, that's a matchmaking agency in London for the wild at heart so we match people on life compatibility and sexual preferences because they are equally important to a successful relationship so we are talking about it from the get-go and I'm really excited to be on your show and thank you so much for having me.
1: No thank you thank you so so much so guys um, a bit of backstory so we did actually attempt to do this episode before but I don't know what happened it was like the universe was either against me or just telling me to try again another day because it was going well and then everything just kind of went to shit. But we are back and I am excited. By the way, obviously I'm sure you guys know, but we are recording remotely. So if you hear like, I don't know, a car horn or screaming children, it's because I'm in a pretty built up area and you'll just hear the noise from outside. So yeah, just, just kind of get past that. So Let's get into some icebreakers. So my first question for you is, have you learned any new sexy tricks during isolation?
0: New sexy tricks during isolation? I have learned more about... full body orgasms uh, which has been amazing uh so that uh-huh. is the I don't know if you can call it a trick because it's a lot of kind of build up going on to that but that's been yeah that's been something that I've been uh learning about and tantric sex
1: mm-hmm. um yeah. is there anything so like I've I've tried tantric sex once um Mm -hmm. and that was an amazing experience so that was with another woman and I hadn't ever done it before but I'd read loads about it so she kind of guided me through it which was amazing Oh, Um, beautiful yeah but like what's what's one thing that you've enjoyed about that the most
0: what I have enjoyed about it the most is really the conscious connection uh, between me and my partner and like conscious touch and like eye gazing and it's just like a soul to soul love making which is something I've never experienced before Um also in the past I have often tensed up so when I'm like building up to orgasm first I came from years of thinking am I gonna come am I not gonna come what about if I don't come what's the guy gonna think of me and I was really up in my head so over the last few years I've been really working to be more in my body rather than Mm -hmm. in my mind so tantric sex have really helped me to just be in the experience and the pleasure and like breathing exercises and like all of this just builds up to the most Pleasurable experiences. And it's not just about sex either. It's very much around the massage and, you know, connecting and just being in the here and now, which is difficult from time to time. So, you know, what about a better time to learn about tantric sex when you have, I think we went for like six hours of Friday night.
1: Oh, uh, my God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah, Yes. It was (laughs) amazing. (laughs) At one point, he was like, my God, um, you know, do you need some water? And I was like, yeah, I really do. My mouth was. (laughs) (laughs) And, <laughs> um, and, uh, we went into the kitchen and I was like, oh my God, that is, uh, 4.30 in the morning. I thought it was maybe one or two, but it was 4.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah. So we just got lost in that, which is, uh, yeah. Beautiful.
1: But I think that's, that's also great. Like I, I love when I'm having sex and you just kind of get lost in each other and you're yeah. just, you're not aware of anything. You don't know what time it is. You don't know if it's day or if it's night, like you don't even hear the music anymore. Like you're just completely lost in each other. And I, that's definitely one thing that I love the most about sex. Just that, yeah, that me too. connection. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's really um, nice.
1: I was going to say something you, you also, um, said about the fact that you weren't able to relax, which I think is such a key point because I've spoken to like so many people and, and even I went through it before where I thought I couldn't come, but it was a thing mm. where I was just so tensed up that I wasn't even like allowing my body to like completely let go. And I don't know if that was out of fear because, cause I didn't know what would happen or yeah. what I was expecting to happen. But I, I just wanted to, to point on that because I think that's a really important thing that you mentioned.
0: Mm, yeah, I come across many women and men um, who have this and it's really coming into kind of like the performance anxiety bracket, I guess, of just seeing I don't know where I got it from but I was of the um illusion that you know probably from porn and, and like poor sex education from just thinking that you know a woman would come like immediately like as soon as you touch yeah. her basically so then I was like oh shit I need to do that and then I was like oh my god now it's been you know five ten minutes maybe 20 minutes or fuck it like 40 40 minutes and I was very worried oh my god I haven't come yet what is he thinking you know why can't I do yeah. this and I it- that many many women in particular um have experienced and are experiencing as uh, so that's something that I talk quite a lot about actually
1: mm, that's so cool um mm-hmm. oh yeah and I think I'm gonna try to remember to answer my own questions as well so <laughs> the one trick that I've learned is how to twerk because because I couldn't really do it before. so oh, nice. I cannot yeah. do yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I've got awesome. All Have you time got any top world. tips
0: for how to do it? <laughs> so like, okay. I love I mean, it.
1: I'm no expert, right? But I can give my personal twerk tips. Oh my God, this is so funny. Yes, my twerk tips, right? It. So it's like, oh my God. So it's in the hips and I feel like okay. in the lower back. So you've got to like how can I even put this into words without me physically trying to do it? But no one can see.
0: Um, oh, you've got it's like, like, I'm thinking about you doing it. That's yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've, yeah. You've got to like poke your, your back and your bum out. And I think yeah. when I've like watched it in like videos and, and things like that, it looks super, super quick. So when I've gone at it, I've tried it too quick and just looked a bit, a bit crazy. But when I've like slowed it down, mm-hmm. it looks good so mm, nice, is my um new, yeah so that is the talent that I have picked up um love. I've kind of checked myself out in the mirror I've I've definitely filmed myself twerking and I'm I just like it.
0: yes this is a great yeah. skill so yeah, yeah absolutely good and well done you you know because it's not it looks simple but then when you actually try Thank to do you. it oh man it's been so at times I'm just really you know but it's like when after a few drinks and it's kind of you're on the dance floor and it's like yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect so like, <laughs> I'm not you know please please stop <laughs> please stop whatever you're doing um, so
1: that is like when I tend to think I can do it when I've been out and I've just had a few yeah. drinks and in my mind I'm doing I'm doing everything I'm I'm backing it up I'm doing an amazing twerk <laughs> but then if if any of my friends have ever like caught me on camera and then I look back at it and I'm just like oh, God. oh what no. were you doing <laughs>
0: I know. No, it's it's never really a pretty sight afterwards. But You know, in the time, you know, like you're feeling yourself. It's, uh, it's all good exactly. and enjoyable. And I guess that's the main takeaway from that. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but now at least you know how to do it. I look exactly. forward to it. Are you going to share any videos and top tips?
1: You know what? I might. I'm, yeah, do it. I, I might. On a on a drunken isolation night, I might just do oh, yeah. it. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Twerk Fridays. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> twerk Tuesdays or twerk Thursdays. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next icebreaker for you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you discovered anything new that you like sexually again during isolation? Anal
0: sex. <gasps> yeah. It's something that I've just really surrendered to um oh, wow. during self isolation. Again, probably because I have more time and yeah um have just been able to relax uh, into it. I have had anal sex before, mm-hmm. but maybe it's like a handful of times whereby um, now, <laughs> I think it was even one Saturday, we actually scheduled it in. Oh. So it was like the no best calendar reminder. It was like anal sex on Saturday night. It was I love like sign me up. Um, and actually it worked really well for me to kind of schedule it in because I could just kind of mentally prepare and just yeah. like prepare um, during the day. Um, yeah, so it's definitely uh, like anal play overall. Yeah. So like, what would you say then
1: your like top tips are for for anal? So from being able to prepare for it during the mm-hmm. day and then in the moment, like, what would you say are some key things that people should consider?
0: Yeah, so the key things is really the relaxation. So things that can help you to do that is that you and your partner, you know, you talk about that, you you know, if you can, you can talk about it uh, um, before or saying I would like to um, explore or I would like to um, try, you know, this tonight or or whenever. If you don't have the opportunity to speak beforehand, you know, still talk about it uh, during. Mm -hmm. A really good um, tip is to start uh, playing and experimenting with butt plugs. There will be different sizes so it's like relaxation you can do you know sensual body massage or just like uh, scratching of back or anything to just kind of like relax you Um, and also like make sure that the position you're in uh, like from the side maybe it's easier if you lie on the side rather than being like doggy style position that is often viewed in like pornos but it's not you know so comfortable in the beginning especially if you haven't done it much Mm. Uh, so just check which um which position you like is like feel relaxed and asking your partner to help you to feel relaxed too and just communicate how you do feel in the moment and if you're not ready you know what else can you be doing and lube so much lube like (laughs) lube 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 (laughs) Um, and just again remember to breathe because it's very easy to tense so again when you're playing with different sizes of butt plugs um, still just remember to breathe and you know just hold your partner's arm or hand or just look at them you know whatever makes you feel more secure and just be able to talk about it as well
1: okay that is so cool so like I'm I've I've tried anal before Mm -hmm. um I've I've probably used butt plugs more than like had an actual penis in my butt because um (laughs) I is it's taken me so long to just be able to just relax and what I have found is that I um I almost like react better to a silicone based butt plug like yeah yeah, I found them so much more comfortable um than any of the other ones but I'm like I'm on a mission to to be able to use like Mm. different styles and different sizes but I I do know that it takes time so I've almost had to tell to tell myself to be a lot more patient with it
0: um yeah yeah exactly it's allowing time isn't it and it's just like just stepping into that mindset of just like you know this is something that I want to do and something I want to explore and just let the time let let it take yeah. the time that it takes to do it rather than like okay now I want this and now I'm gonna you know make yeah. it happen within a couple of minutes whatever you know it looks very different from different people and sometimes um you know we would uh, have anal sex and it feels good to begin with then it might be like actually it hurts a bit today because I'm mm-hmm. tensing up or whatever is going on for you especially for women around the periods well like I'm far more sensitive uh before my periods so I don't really like it the, uh, the week yeah. before because everything is just yeah, heightened and it yeah, kind of yeah. hurts a bit and that's fine as well you know so just check how your body is feeling play around with it and you know is this um, communicating it to your partner as well and sometimes we want to try something that night or day or morning or whatever and you kind of get into it and then maybe your body just doesn't uh, match up with mm. your thinking and that's fine you know so feel free to kind of like stop and then you know do something else then go back to it and just see how you feel in the moment so it doesn't it needs to be you know from nothing to to hundred you can just go like you know, 20% yeah. and then you go back to doing something else and like uh, stimulating the clitoris at the same time as well, you know, that can really help you to just, again, just surrender to yeah. to the pleasure rather than thinking about, oh my God, you know, it's um, a penis <laughs> off my butt and like it's quite big or whatever, you know, how does it feel? <laughs> you cannot just, instead of having all these thoughts in your head, you just relax, yeah. relax yeah. into it. And breathing so much, So like everything that I've talked about really so far, the key to them both, I would say, is, is the breathing uh of just like relaxing and like catch your you know just be aware of your breath um and just try to slow everything down and um and let your body ease yeah into it. like I think for me I
1: like I was just thinking about where where my mindset around anal came from and it's definitely through porn because anytime I, I've watched it in porn it's been so easy and it's like literally like slipped in so when I've <laughs> so when I've like personally tried it and and it hasn't it's been a bit like, what's wrong with me? Almost like, why can't I yeah. do it? But it's just the fact that it isn't. It's not like that for everybody.
0: No, it really isn't. No, not at all. And it takes. It takes longer. And again, it's like different sizes through um, yeah. butt plugs. And as you say, like a t- certain type of butt plug. Uh, it might be the as I mentioned the time of the month. it's so many variables, but it's so much with porn. Um, you know, and it's like. They just slide into position straight away, and she's like, you know, can take any size basically, uh, as portrayed on, mm. on porn. Um, sometimes. <laughs> and then, you know, you kind of, as you say, you know, you feel like, oh my God, uh, why isn't this as pleasurable? And they, you know, they sound in a yeah. certain way. This sounds like it's so fucking amazing. And then when you try yourself, it's like, oh, okay, no, a little bit in. No, it hurts, I think. Oh no, go in, you know. You never see that uh, on a porn mm. set <laughs> at all. So it's uh, just realized that you know it's it looks so many different yeah. ways, um, and everything is okay. But yeah, porn for sure uh, for me as well. I've just seen um, a certain certain way of interacting that I thought everyone mm. should do. And if you don't, as you say, you know what's wrong with me or why uh, why doesn't this um, oh, turn yeah. me on? Or you know, it's all fine. It
1: just takes a little bit longer yeah. sometimes. Um, and then again to answer the question as well. So one thing that I have uh, discovered during this time that I like is watching people masturbate. Um, mm. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't really um, a category that I watched often in porn, but I've realised that I really enjoy just watching people wank. Like even if it's like on a video call, yeah. like it turns me on so, so much. So I've been watching different like bits of, of content of both guys and girls just wanking off. And it just, it's so freaking sexy. It's,
0: it's so, so hot. hot. I know it's so hot. Yeah. I'm really into mutual masturbation yeah. um, at the moment. And I think it's so, so hot to just see my partner uh, masturbate. And as you say on like pornos as well, um, yeah, uh, to see other people is so yeah it's it really is. sexy something yeah. about it. I, I agree with you. Yeah. The oh is- man. <laughs> nice. God, we've had a good isolation with <laughs> the <laughs> between of us. We should have
1: hung out more. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. Um so wait, was that two? That was two. Okay, my final yeah. my final icebreaker is what is a sexual turn off for you?
0: a good question sexual turnoff mm. for me is when you feel that the person isn't connecting with you and cannot try to rush yeah. it and um, I think that's very um off-putting um for me so you know we all you know I'm sure have you know we have our desires and it's things that we want to try and there's things that we want to do in the bedroom but people who can't kind of gauge where you are or don't ask where you are and just kind of like fulfill their own desire and fulfill their own agenda without counting Mm. you in towards that that's such such a turn-off because you know I'm up for most things to be fair um (laughs) but it's like if the person don't respect where I am or like ask or want to know it's just like actually you know no this is all for you you know I'm not even. Seen in this, um, in this exploration, and I'm just not into yeah. that at all. I think that's my biggest turn up, yeah Okay,
1: mine's a bit different. Um, okay. mine is someone who's got really like coarse hands, like really rough hands.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's not nice Yeah, skin, like, I
1: guess. That's exactly what it is. So my skin is like super, super sensitive. So when it comes to sex, like I love my skin being touched and like rubbed and, and things like that. And I was thinking mm. about like people that I had, people that I've had uh, sex with in the past that have had just like, I don't know if it's really dry hands or just quite rough hands. And I don't get mm. that same like hot turn on feeling because all I'm thinking is why are your hands so so coarse
0: yeah fair enough no and even thinking about it like my my face is kind of going oh Um yeah no because he just wants like I guess I'm uh, lucky with with the men that they're all very like smooth and moisturized a lot <laughs> but uh no yeah no I can yeah, see that like do you tell them um, to like can you be my first? Before <laughs> I, you know what, in the past, no. Like
1: I've, I've just kind of, I, it, like, if I think about one uh, particular time, what I ended up doing was just kind of like rushing the foreplay so we could just get into the sex because mm. then it was like, yeah, less slow touching in that sense. Um, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I haven't told them in the past, but I think I definitely would now. And I mean, I'm even going to take this time now to say, you know, guys as we all have to wash our our hands more often, (laughs) make sure that you moisturize as well. It's extremely important. Like don't come out of this period of time with like dry hands. It's
0: not cute. No, (laughs) no, just drink, water, moisturize, you know, you look after yourself, nutritious food, you know, you come out like a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you come, you will come away. Exactly. Well <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, read up on sex, yes, you know,
1: exactly. foreplay workshops.
0: My God, this is the time to really turn it. <laughs> yeah. <your>
1: um, <laughs> now, I, I'm sure I already know the answers to this, but would you like a safe word? No. Okay. It's like anything like. but, goes. Yeah, anything goes. Anything I, love goes. That. I love that kind of energy. <laughs> so let's talk about what you do. Like, are you able to, um, share with my listeners like what it is that you actually do
0: yes so um, I'm a matchmaker uh, so I matchmake make people um, on life compatibility and sexual preferences uh, so we have a unique way of how we match people uh, within the community and it's called something through uh, the suitability profile Uh, which is the only bit that's online Um, and what we because we're not an app it's all going through myself and the team and we take the time to meet people and really understand their wants and needs in life and in the bedroom Um, and then we give them access to this amazing suitability profile that's unique in the market Uh, and it breaks it down into further questions around life compatibility there's like 70 questions around Uh, You know, how do you want to spend your spare time? Like, is travel important to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Your career, you know, are you where you want to be? Family, um, marriage, all these things. And then there is a further questionnaire. There's another 70 questions that goes into sexual preferences. So it's different questions around, you know, I would like to do this to my partner and I would like my partner to do this to me. And then it's a sliding scale. So it's like the sexiest questionnaire out there. (laughs) and it's really I'm always being one for data and now I have created I've told my previous colleagues I was like I'm I'm doing this now you know I knew I could create a really sexy spreadsheet (laughs) but now obviously everything is not a spreadsheet anymore everything is sophisticated through through the platform so yeah yeah, so that's what I do so then I help people find love and find the sex life that they want um all in one um, so cool. Yeah, so that's amazing work. We've uh, just made two more introductions this afternoon, just before I jumped on oh, um, wow. the call with you, which is so exciting. And it's just so like, it's so lovely to send off that message that was on the phone with them this morning. And I said, based on your profile, our conversation and your suitability profile, we found a match. Uh, this is her, you know, a bit about her. And then it's like, would you like to accept? Yes, I would. And then the introductions happens. So what is probably happening around now is that he is reaching out to her. Um, and yeah. to set up a date um yeah so it's two introductions made uh and it's just the best feeling when you can introduce two people and you know that they've just you know carried on with their life and just mm-hmm. haven't spent hours and hours on an a- on an app on an um, app, yeah. it's kind of they just like oh sweet you know I've just been able to continue with my life and uh, like mm-hmm. in the background they're basically outsourcing their the dating to me to introduce a mm-hmm. uh, compatible introductions Uh, so that's what we do and I do um coaching as well so I do one-to-one coaching with men and women to help them to get what they desire uh and remove shame and just stepping into owning what it is that they want in in a relationship or in life or in the bedroom
1: yeah that is so cool that's Mm -hmm. so so cool um I was gonna ask so like on a normal day when we're not in isolation I guess like would you meet with the people or like the clients beforehand just to kind of get, um, um, a deeper understanding of them and what they're after, and, and things like that, before matching them up with another person.
0: Yes, that's right. So so far, we have met hundred uh, percent of, of the people within the matchmaking community. Uh, some yeah. some people of the last few weeks has happened over Zoom, uh, but yeah. usually, yes, we do meet with everyone. Uh, really understand, you know, what made them um, contact Taylor Match. What is it about mm. us that they really like, and a bit about their dating or relationship history. And, um, you know, what is it that they desire in a partner? You know, why is that? Is quite often we come up against like challenging what it is that they want. Uh, and this is where sometimes the coaching can come in as well. So we really, you know, as in, as in the name, it's, it's really tailored. Um, and it's beautiful as well to make those um, introductions with people because what yeah. I often find is that men and women, all ages, all backgrounds are after half an hour talking to me and they are talking about their story. They're like, oh, I don't know. Why am I telling you so much? I've never told anyone, <laughs> you know, and I don't know you, uh, which is beautiful because okay. that's, you know, it's like creating that safe space. And I'm very exactly. open about my story to, you know, sexual liberation and where I've found challenges in my dating and love life and where I am now. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, some beautiful conversations happening and, uh, you know, really just making people stepping into what they really want. Um yeah. and you know, I don't mind if they want to have children, not to have children, if they, you know, love traveling or hate traveling, or if they're like really into kink or they love vanilla, whatever. It's just, mm. you know, I don't mind. You just tell me so I can make a better match for you. Yeah. So, and people course. really like that non-judgmental time to just speak mm-hmm. about what they want without me going, Oh my god, do you not want this? Or oh my god, yes. are you about this? <laughs> I really don't mind, you know, it's like you do you. Yeah, no, for real. Um
1: so I've I've personally tried a few dating apps before so I've I've probably tried like the the well known ones so I've tried god what was it called Tinder I hated that
0: Yeah sometimes.
1: um I've tried Hinge and I mean like I don't even know if if I would say that I tried it but I just wanted to check what it was about cuz I hadn't used it before so yeah. I probably don't think that I put in as much effort into it because mm. I, I I wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah. Um but I still wasn't like completely sold on the the idea of it. Mm. Um and then like back in the day I've tried like plenty of fish mm. um and yeah and apps like that in that sense. I haven't personally tried a matchmaker and I think the main reason for me is because when I think of a matchmaker like I have a very my view on it I know is solely based off of like films and, and things like that and like <laughs> yeah. you tend to see like a lot of like middle-aged people mm. and they they're either like divorced or they're a bit older and and just don't really know how to navigate when it comes to dating yeah so it's it's like all of the images that I've seen of matchmaking is it kind of it's kind of viewed as like a last resort. So that's probably why I I, like it hasn't ever crossed my mind. Mm. Um, But I do think it's really dope how you you actually include sexual compatibility because I think that's such an important factor when it comes to dating or like getting to know someone or even when it comes to like marriage. Like Mm. you can hear of people that like been together for years, but then when it comes to the bedroom, like there's such a disconnect because they're just not in line mm. so um like I kind of wanted to know why you chose to like in why you've chosen to include people's sexual desires mm. in matchmaking as well
0: yeah so everything that I do at Taylor matched is based on my previous love life and dating life yeah. so I had basically what happened in my in my dating life and love life was that I met men in either who I was compatible with in life. So we were brilliant partners. We worked great as a team. You know, uh, on paper, it looked good. But then when it came to the bedroom, it was non-existent. Even my ex thought I was asexual. You know, Mm. it it went to the point where he was like, I I think that, you know, you're asexual and maybe we need to talk about this. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I, I know I'm not, but it was such a disconnect, as you mentioned, in the bedroom and our desires and our ability to talk. And also, you know, um, also my ability to own my sexual desires. Uh, So the relationship broke down because of that. And then I realized, okay, what did I learn from this? Um, Sexual compatibility is really important to me. So then I went out in the world seeking a partner that I was sexually compatible with. I found that and we were, that was amazing in the bedroom. We were highly compatible and the sex was fantastic, but we were not compatible in life. So even though the sex was really good and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I can't get better sex than this. (laughs) I stayed maybe a little bit. Longer than I should have, uh, because we were not compatible. You know, in the end of the day, we didn't want the same things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of came out of that, and I was doing a lot of work about myself as well, of like why am I attracting the wrong type of men who don't want something serious when I'm putting that out, you know, out there. And it was a lot of things that came to my life, and I thought, all right. Why isn't the dating industry actually matching people on life compatibility and sexual preference lists from the get-go? And then I kind of started looking at the dating industry because I've been in the industry for about a year and a year and a half. Prior to that, this was not the career at all mine. Mm -hmm. So I just, as a a curiosity, I started looking at the dating industry um, to just see that, my opinion of it was that you either went to you know um companies such as Killing Kittens which I love and, yeah. and they have been hugely instrumental in my journey to sexual liberation so you can kind yeah. of like meet people there of like a sexual open-mindedness um but it was not really the dating uh, style that that I wanted and then I kind of had people like Match.com or, like, as you say, Hinge or Tinder. And it was all these mm. different companies all over the place that didn't all collaborate around uh, life compatibility and sexual preferences. So I decided to step into that space and uh, leave my previous career and my six figure salary to set up Taylor Matched. Uh, because I knew this was really important to me and the more people I spoke to, it was also important to them. And mm. I've never really got on with apps. It's not really been my preferred style of meeting people. So with the sexual compatibility, I decided that this was going to be a matchmaking agency for people who are too busy to date uh, yeah. for people who don't really find the right quality men and women in uh, mm-hmm. their life currently. And all of this started to, um, then shape tailor matched um yeah so it's based on a previous um previous experience and you started looking at the market really
1: yeah like I've I've definitely had those experiences as well and it's actually quite funny so um I was facetiming my my aunt yesterday that lives over um in the states and she asked me like if I had tried hinge and I was like oh I've tried Mm. it but like I don't really take it no. seriously and literally my aunt is, is trying to tell me to get back on it and it is is offering to help me build a profile no. <laughs> no. and honestly I, I love my aunt's bits, and we had such a funny conversation like around it but um the the issue that I personally have is I don't think like I can't communicate well via app like I'm not even mm. good at responding to messages like most times. So by an, an app, I'm just, I'm not great at it. And I just feel like the conversation can feel so just a bit fake. Like yeah. I know that that this person is trying to put like their best foot forward and I'm probably trying to do the same. Whereas I feel like I'm probably just better in person on like a one-on-one thing. So like if yeah. you go to a bar or to, like, I kind of know, like If we go, let me think about dates I've been on. Like, okay, so I went on a date. This was maybe like a year or so ago now. And I went axe throwing. And it was so random, but it was so fun because... Love. Like, I wasn't there feeling uncomfortable because I was in a really fitted dress or because I was in heels or because we were both trying to not be too awkward. Like, Mm. we were in a setting where we had to be silly. I mean, safe, but yeah. So, like, all of those... Inhibitions would, would drop instantly yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. we just had to feel comfortable because of the act that we were doing. So that's what I was trying to explain to my aunt that sometimes I just think I'm better in person than online. Mm. Um, well, in that sense, anyway. And then even when I think about like previous mm. guys that I've either been with or, or dated, and and I've thought, my God, like this is amazing, this is great. But there has always been like that, that disconnect. And it's either been a thing where we're not sex we're not sexually compatible or just in terms of like what we both want out of life is very, very different. And like you, I've had times where, where I had thought like, Oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I kind of um, get someone who's on my level? But I think it's a thing where I had a lot of growing that I had to do myself and I had to accept me for me and if I think about mm, same. Um, a particular relationship, I know that the reason that that didn't work—I mean, we we shouldn't have got together in the first place—but um, the reason why why that didn't work was because this particular mm. person wanted a certain um, aspect of me or a certain image of me, so I was constantly being this this one type of person that he wanted as opposed to just being me. And so we just like, it was just, it was such a a strange time. And I just had to get to a point where I dropped all of the shame that I didn't even know that I was carrying, especially when it came to like what I want in the bedroom Um, and kind of accepting Mm. that wanting certain things when it comes to sex doesn't make me like a weird person. Like that's, that's just the level that I function at when it comes to sex. And Mm -hmm. I'm either going to find someone that gets that and is the same or doesn't. And that's completely fine. Um, Yeah. So I I completely get it. I've been there and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have Mm -hmm. as well. And I know that I've personally had people contact me and say you know like me and my partner were great but time's gone on and we don't have the same sexual wants anymore or we we didn't actually have these kind of conversations in the beginning and now they're kind of coming up now and I don't know how to manage it so it's honestly it's so important to have these conversations from early as yeah. you said
0: yeah absolutely and you know talking back to your earlier point of your view of matchmaking agencies you know is something that I really share um, or shared before I set up my own (laughs) Uh, because when I you know when it's kind of how it was it was kind of like apps that didn't work for many many people like including myself because we're not really seeing you know I read somewhere that on average people spend a millisecond on a profile before moving on to the next one that's as quick as a cram or a flash you know (laughs) so you know how much chances do you have in order to find someone who's compatible? Exactly. Of course, there are people out there who are, but it's also like thousands of people who just like it doesn't work for them. You know, we work with many people of them, so it's kind of like apps, or you had matchmaking agencies who charged you like ten grand. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm somewhere here in the middle, and I want to meet someone, and sexual preferences is important to me. I either have certain apps, or I need to part with like ten thousand pounds you know, where is this? So we are very much like in in the middle and just cater for a different demographic of people who are, you know, like, and people that we sign, it's just like amazing, fantastic people. And they're like, I just really want to share my life with someone. I want to continue to explore. And uh, it's funny with hindsight, but I I will never forget it was... um, I was just walking around in a common garden. I don't know how many years. This is probably like 10 years ago. I was probably quite new uh, because I'm from Sweden originally. And uh, I was walking past this restaurant and it was a a man and a woman. Um, I'm assuming it was on a date. It looked like a date. They were just having a glass of wine. And then uh, the woman just went, um, Oh, and what do you like in the bedroom? And the man was like (laughs) spitting out his wine. And my (laughs) friends kept walking. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I love this woman. I was like, I want to walk up to this woman and my friends were like what the fuck are you doing like <laughs> get back <laughs> I was like no I was like I just have to tell her like I love that you asked this and you know this is 10 years ago I had no idea that this is what was gonna, what I was gonna work with but like yeah. now in hindsight, now when I know and I like I truly found what I want to do in my life and like what I want to help people around it's funny now when I look back at different memories and it's like it's all you know, hindsight is a beautiful thing, but it's all just really led me to this point. And I love the fact that she asked that question. and That question, yeah. You know, and it's like, why is that such a big deal that we actually um, you know, can't talk about, I know it's a lot of stigma and taboo around it. And that's really what we're breaking down to make it to talk about, you know, everything, you know, um, you know, what type of relationship do you want to have? Is like monogamous, non-monogamous, you know, is it uh, certain desires that you really want to uh, have when it comes to your sex life or want to explore, you know, um, and just really helping people through that and just making it the norm. Yeah, and, and nothing that we should be ashamed of.
1: Yeah, and I think like, um, I feel like part of it is is because so like if I if I think about when I was maybe like in my mid twenties, right, and mm-hmm. I, I used to go on like any dates, all of my friends would say like, oh, you know, if a guy brings up sex within I don't yeah. know like the first three conversations, then he isn't someone that you can take seriously, and so that's just what I like lived by I was was like oh my god like like, it was great but then he asked me what I like in the bedroom and it's kind of hard because there there will of course be some people who who only want sex but won't openly say okay like you know what I'm not actually looking for anything serious but I am just trying to have like someone that I can have a good sexual relationship with
0: yeah yeah and this is what we um you know we really cut through the noise about around what Different people want, and you yeah. know, people come to me, and I'm very open. I was like, whatever you want to do, unless you're hurting someone, you know, uh, is cool. Uh, just come to me. And it's been times when people, you know, have thought that they really wanted to join the agency and meet someone, but up and when we we're exploring. Uh, in the discovery call, I was like, Are you sure you want to meet someone? I was like, It sounds like you want to explore more things sexually. And they're like, yeah. I just want to explore. I'm like, Cool. I was like, I can't sign you to the matchmaking because people here really are looking for love and looking for a relationship. Yeah. But I was like, Have you tried this, this company? I was like, Go to these parties. You know, it sounds like you're really into this. You know, I know an expert in that field. You know, here is their email that everything is okay is just cutting through the noise of so many people wanting different things. And this is also why things with like apps is kind of like bundled together with millions of people wanting different things where some are not even honest about it. And it just causes a lot of friction. Mm
1: -hmm, Exactly that. Like, I do think we need to get to a point where we can just openly say, you know what, this is what I want. And and people don't get offended by that and just kind of appreciate the fact that someone is being honest. But exactly. also I think people need to try to like not, not hide what they want if it is mm. just sex. Like don't try and hide it yeah. in, oh, well, like, I want to get to know you and I want to go on dates so and I want to take you out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then what then ends up happening is the, the other person is kind of falling for you romantically. Exactly. And mm. then when they either like, approach you with that and say okay well like you know what I've got like really deep feelings for you some people then act shocked and it's like oh my god why would you think it's that when and it's like well what why wouldn't I when yeah you have kind of romanced me like why would someone then just think that it is just sex
0: yeah of course no it's just you know it's better to and that's what I talk about again when we come to apps it's like it all starts with you you know everything in life it all starts with us and like what do we want Um, and then is to seek out the platform that you feel is most aligned with that because if you if all you want to do is to have sex and fuck like congratulations and there are so many companies yeah, like, like that. Just that's like, fine. like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, but just be honest, as you say, you know, exactly. be honest about it, and then you know, the world would open up. And something that I work a lot with women around is to own that desire and own that pleasure. So, for you know, generations, women's. Um, voice has been suppressed uh, when it comes to us, you know, owning and talking about what we want, frankly. So it's um, what I have gone through on a journey and what I take my clients through is to, okay, so what does pleasure look like for you? Like, what's your pleasure Mm -hmm. map? And, you know, how can you start exploring that? Because for years, you know, speaking from a personal experience, my sex life was the guy's sex life. So whatever they Mm -hmm. were into or they liked or whatever they gave me, you know, if they gave me uh i don't know today they wanted to go down on me i was like okay cool go down on me and then today they didn't want to i was like okay don't worry about it like everything oh, was no. so much around him um oh. whereby in the last few years it's like reclaiming that to go you know yes. this is my desires uh, this is what i want and asking for it and it's so beautiful when it happens as well it's like oh babe i really you know fancy this or like can you go down on me or like i wanna uh you know explore this you know you're up for it and they're like yeah cool Uh, And that's something that I've really seen in in workshops of the communication between men and women and how often we assume that the other person knows exactly what you want, how Mm -hmm. you want it, when you want it, (laughs) when actually we don't, you know? So it's like communicate. It's like you're
1: talking about my entire life. This is so crazy. (laughs) Like, like, honestly, like I've I've said this before, I went through the same shit where um, my sex life was, like, I honestly just thought, I was there to have sex because I'm their partner Mm. or blah 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 like it literally was not about what I personally liked or how I wanted to feel it was just a case of when they want to have sex I have sex Mm. um so it is only as I've got older that I've been able to be like well I want to feel good I want the pleasure or I just want to watch you yeah eat my pussy like exactly
0: that's it oh and my god and yeah I yeah, yeah absolutely and like and how they do it as well for a really long time I found it well for the majority of my life should I say that I've been sexually active which is uh many years um <laughs> I uh you know up until recently I didn't even say about you know how I would like uh, my clitoris to be stroked for example so if mm. they decided to like you know that meme when it's like on like chill out man like my uh, clitoris is not a DJ booth or whatever that meme <laughs> yeah. is saying. you know and I never because I didn't know how to communicate to say like oh I want you to like slow it down or like I want you to do long strokes or like do it you know, slower or quicker and like all this and the more one of the virtual sex tips I put up yesterday was uh, to play the director which is something you Ooh. can do in life, uh, obviously in life, but like in, in real life when we're meeting offline but also you can do it virtually. So, what yeah. it really is is just getting used to, like you know, think of yourself as playing the director. So, what do you want? Like, what position do you want to be in with your partner, or he or she on their own? What do you want them to do? And you really get used to hearing yourself saying what you want, what you want them to do to you or to themselves. And it's just a real, real fun uh, role play. Mm, and I,
1: I honestly think that is so important because, like, I, I almost used to feel bad for asking yeah, same for certain things and then think, okay, well, if I ask for it this way, they might then think that it's not good enough. Mm. And so then I'm like protecting their ego when yeah. in theory, like when it comes to sex, like we should be able to talk through it. And even when I think about what I like now, I love being with someone that like talks through the sex. Mm. Like we we openly converse yeah. sexually. Yeah. In like it's so think- nice.
0: It's so, so good. Yeah, it's such Um, a game changer, isn't it? Uh, And it's like actually getting you what you want and also understanding your partner. And it's like Mm. pleasuring. That's another thing that I have really have viewed differently in terms of... I mean, the sex that I used to have—if you're thinking about like intercourse—and like I could see that the man was really enjoying it, and he was making sound, and ev- eventually he came, and I was like, "Okay, uh, job well done," I think. Job well done, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, whereby now it's just like when I'm, um, you know, in the conversations around really getting into the sexual desires and and the type of sex that we want to have, as as you're describing. Knowing exactly how your partner wants it uh, and when they want it, and then being able to give it to them, and like the pleasure on their face, like the moaning, like the whole body, yeah. oh like, the—I mean—I'm getting turned on as I speak about it. It's like yeah. the sexiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice, and it's like shit. You're in so much pleasure, like I'm doing this yeah. to you. It's just uh, oh my god, it's the best thing. Uh, oh my god, yeah, I'm definitely getting turned on. Fuck. <laughs> we've been in lockdown for too long <laughs> <laughs> too long oh my god
1: okay it's fine so um um a few weeks back um i actually put out a poll like, um yeah, like a thread i think it was on twitter and one of the questions was based around what has stopped people from being sexually explorative okay and the most common f- vote was fear which was then followed by faith or, um, religion. And then the third one was being exposed by other people. And then the last one was the shame that, that they, that they held. Um, so I kind of wanted to know, like in your experience, like what has stopped people that you have worked with being sexually explorative?
0: And um, trust is something that comes up uh, okay. a lot for for my clients, and we see that a lot of when they fill in the the suitability profile, we get a lot of information on them and then it's like a couple of free text options and they can just add and time and time again what comes up for men and women and women in particular um is you know I am um sexually experienced I'm adventurous in the bedroom but I'm open to explore more with the right partner or you know I have these desires currently I haven't really explored them because I haven't been able to trust my partner, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that they want to, so the so the trust. I guess that's quite correlated, though, to like fear and just being able fear, to trust. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, trust is something that comes up, um, and like a lot of people want to explore. You know, a lot when it comes to the sex menu. Um, it's mm-hmm. like being with the right partner, and just being able to facilitate the the right environment and space to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, because like it, it is such a personal thing and such a it's it's very personal and very private so the idea that like you could try something with someone and they break your trust by like I don't know either telling other people or 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 almost exposing you in a way like, like I definitely get it like completely completely get it yeah um
0: yeah, yeah. And something that um, I talk a lot about is the fact when you are exploring desires, um, to first of all, you know. Say to yourself to be kind to yourself as you're exploring because most of us, uh, if not all, will have a level of fear when it comes in. It's like fear of rejection, fear of what the other person yeah. is going to say, fear of not getting it. So be kind to yourself as you're exploring because you will come up against uncomfortable feelings of feeling nervous or really completely out of your comfort zone. And um, secondly, is to go into the exploration with an agreement with yourself to remain non judgmental and with the person mm-hmm. that you are exploring with, of just, you know, we want to explore this and let's explore it with open minds and just really set the tone. So when people are opening up about their experience is to always keep a curious mind. So mm-hmm. let's say that um, you would open up about something, a sexual desire, and I know that I wouldn't go there. Instead of going like, oh my God, I would never do that, or like, why are you turned on by that? Instead of completely dismissing it and making the person feel awful, which in return, just enhance the taboo and stigma around sexual. Desires instead is to just lean in and just ask a simple questions. So you know, what about that really turns you on? What mm. about it is that re- that you really like? Because then you're kind of getting to the to the deep around what really uh what the person in, in question is really turned on by and what they like about it and you find out what makes them tick and it might be that you can get the same pleasure through something else that you would be willing to try it's kind of like it doesn't yeah. have to stop with one thing but just like be curious and open-minded and go in with the um, agreement to stay non-judgmental
1: yeah yeah um most definitely um so I was gonna ask so um I have no when I was younger I guess and sometimes now I've I've always thought that like men and women are just completely different like we're like on different ends of the spectrum like that old thing men are from where Mars women (laughs) yeah so so like at times I do think that and then other times I think that we're actually very similar, yeah. But we we just aren't having those conversations that show us that we are that similar. So, like, I was wondering when it comes to what you do, like in terms of matchmaking, are there any things that you have ever come across where where you've thought, okay, like you know what, men and women are actually very similar or want the or want the same things when it comes to dating.
0: So the people that we work with, the majority, you, you start to see certain trends. Of course, we can see different like avatars of different profiles of people kind of fitting into different um, yeah, profile settings, if you like. Mm-hmm. But it still comes back to um, very similar values. Like people have very similar values. Like trust is really important. Uh, they want to meet someone for the right reasons, share their life with somebody. Yeah. Um, so the, so the basis is, is very similar and then it might be certain things that we are different in terms of what we want to explore um, and things like that. But for one person wanted to explore one thing, you have 10, 20 people who want to explore the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have never come across like one profile and we go, oh dear, you know h- how are we gonna match this person because we have no one fitting that criteria. So it, it like everyone kind of comes into one out of four profiles um, so it's not that different is just the experiences and just being able to be vulnerable and and showing up and stepping into what you really want mm-hmm. um, and this is why I believe in the power of sharing like power sharing stories which we do through the community okay. and me sharing stories uh because for every time we open up about you know something that we want to uh, an experience, a bad experience we've had in dating or relationship, or like a positive one, something we want to explore and we haven't yet. As soon as we speak up, you know, what I always see 100% of the time is always someone else going, That's how I feel, or That's where I've been, or What you just mentioned, my friend going through the same thing, yeah. or That's really interesting. I read about that last week. It's always someone kind of like tagging along to your story. Yeah. And what it really does is that it just creates. Uh, an atmosphere of you feeling like okay, it's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> Actually, we're all very uh, similar, mm-hmm. and this is really and this is why I talk a lot about the the power of sharing stories. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, we we do definitely see similarities yeah. between men and women uh, wanting wanting similar things and just looking for it. You know, looking for a relationship for the right reasons, and and people that we work with in particular are just fed up with with apps and like. Yeah. not being seen and they're like you know i'm a good person and i don't seem to find anyone and i don't have the time yeah uh, can can you support not because with the last resort but they just really recognize that they don't want to spend the time on endless swiping which i get because that <laughs> that's not fun Yeah, no it's not fun no not at all yeah um so i just wanted to
1: like touch on I think maybe two more things in relation to sexual desires before we move on. Cause I really want to um, speak to you about attachment styles. Cause I was reading um, an article that's up on your website and then a few like other dating things or like how, how people can date during isolation. But before we get there um, I wanted to ask if you could share like some tips for people to be able to have those conversations, those conversations sorry um with people that they are either dating or they're with even if they've been with them for like quite some time how to have those conversations about sexual desires and what what they personally like and would like um especially if it's something that they've found is quite new or they just haven't had a conversation about it before like what what kind of top tips would you give to people
0: yeah, so one of the top tips um, that I give to to clients and people is around a really beautiful way to to bring this into conversation if you feel like you're very new to it and haven't done it before is to use, you know, I listened to a podcast whereby they spoke about XYZ mm-hmm. or I've been to a workshop or I heard that someone had been going, I don't know, to a sex party or they were sp- speaking about um, a threesome or they were speaking about mutual masturbation, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then kind of bring that conversation in and just go, you know, um, just to gauge their reaction. You don't have to say anything and put your, you know, weight behind it. You yeah. can just maybe put it out there and see what people ha- are reacting. Um, and then you can take the conversation from there. Um, you know, something that I always talk about as well is just being honest with like your story uh, of You know, you don't have to share it with with everyone either. It's something that's, uh, I often get the question, when should I share it? And I was like, you can share it whenever, you know, definitely on the first date, Uh, just make sure that the information that you share is that the person is worthy of that time and and effort and kind of vulnerability that you put into it. If you feel like this is something, you know, I I trust the connection for what I know right now, and we have a connection, I want to explore it further, then you can, you know, go in and and talk about, um, you know, this is uh, something that is really important to me in the bedroom. Uh, Would you like me to tell you what it is about it that turns me on? Okay, Um, You know, and that's, you're not, they don't have to do anything what you're really doing there is like serving up the perfect opportunity for them to just listen to you yeah and then you can kind of gauge their opportunity. so you don't put them in an awkward situation or like are you into that or not you know would you want to try it or not you're just mainly putting it out there and then offer them the opportunity whereby I'm just going to tell you what it is that I like about it and mm. uh, you can then you know depending on on the conversations that you're having as well you can um then start asking the question you know something that I wanted to explore is this or actually again I love the tip with the uh with a workshop because this is such a beautiful way to bring it back into conversation of saying you know I've always been interested in exploring this uh you know had that cross your mind or what do you think about it um and things like that but it's like own it um and start just small sometimes we can just hint about it as well like fantasies yeah. um you know like someone um uh, in terms of a text message, uh, I know one of my clients was saying that uh, she's been flirting with this guy and they've been on one date and he had had a really, this was before Corona, so he had had a really long day at work, then was doing this horrible commute. Um, and she was like, oh, I've just had a, had a hot bath and came out of that. And she was like, what do you do to relax? and then so you're kind of not saying anything you're just seeing whether he picks up on it or oh, not yeah. or she and then he kind of came back to be like oh that's re- oh you've had a bath you know what are you wearing right now you know how would you help me to relax and then that kind of went into a whole sexting yeah. um, and sharing fantasies
1: oh I love that
0: yeah yeah that was a good one
1: that, that is really cool. Right. So I'm going to move us along. Um, I was thinking it would be cool to kind of talk about dating in isolation. Um, Like as much as I have tried to not um, try to center our conversations too much around what is going on. But the point is, this is our reality. So um, I've spoken to a couple of friends that, we're like dating people before this happened and then we've like had conversations on how they can kind of keep that going still or whether they found it harder but like what would you how would you say is like the best way to keep dating
0: someone during a time when you can't physically see them um, it's to continue having experiences. I know that there are some limits to that, bearing in mind that we're all in inside. Uh-huh. Uh, but again, it's like continue to, um, and something that... Um, that I mentioned uh, in an article I was in not so long ago is just you know remembering who you were before corona and who do you want to be after like this is not going to be something I know it might go on for some time but you know who were you before and who do you want to be after like what where are your interests what are your hobbies you know do you continue to exercise you know continue to explore you know whatever it is you want to explore as much as you can in your home because that will then just be interesting points to talk about Mm -hmm. and you share some something interesting and that person would then feel that energy and they would want to know more you can do things together you know again you can sign up to a workshop uh, you can do online courses you can watch something together you can cook together and um, someone told me that he actually sent a delivery order to the girl he was dating uh, which I thought was really nice uh, and he was also talking about ordering like drinks from this place so he ordered her like a favorite drink so be creative and like continue to explore mm-hmm. don't put your whole life on hold because we are in an uncertain time right now you know what are you in control of and where are your interests and what can you find um, around that
1: yeah that is that's really really true like I've I think I've I've definitely I feel like I've spoken to people more um mm-hmm. and almost like built a deeper connection during this time than before, and I think it is because like because you cannot like see people in the flesh, it just yeah. kind of allows you that time to to just talk or
0: yeah get together. to know yeah and like proper get to know each other yeah um, yeah so absolutely and you know it's like fun to switch things up again you know you might do a phone call you might do a video call you might do a voice note you might send a picture you might send a video you know cut Mm -hmm. off your you know um uh, don't have your your face in the picture uh you know you can be real uh experimental with different pictures and sound you can say um you know if you're pleasuring yourself and like you want to do a voice note of you moaning you know all these things so it's like switching it up uh, and looking to be uh, creative as well and that's just gonna entice people yeah, like I can't lie I've,
1: I've definitely I've definitely made some content and definitely yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely have but I've, I think I would say that I've probably enjoyed doing it more than mm. on a normal day and I don't know if it's because part of it feels like even more naughty Because it's just like, oh, like I'm gonna do like a video and I'm gonna send it to you, knowing that you can't just like jump in a cab and come to my house, like. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've I've definitely building out. Yeah, so it's it's definitely built like that that anticipation of oh my god, like when this is over, like I'm gonna just lose my mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's I've I've definitely found it a bit more like saucy doing it this way knowing that someone can't just pop by
0: no exactly and and on that note as well so like a people can't just pop by so it gives you a good opportunity as you mentioned to get to know someone and like build attention and something that's worth remembering as well that everyone is at home and we have more time and we are around our phones more Mm -hmm. but don't make your whole life about them uh you know still keep to your routine and like keep building the tension and like create your space around it uh so we don't it's a dangerous um place whereby we just assume that the other person just because we are at home and probably close to our phones that because i message you should message message back straight away and if you don't it's like what does that mean is he or she not into me you know they are it's just that you know you need to uh to give it some time so you don't create this endless you know they have to reply straight away just make it a bit um yeah, just allow some some time in between messages um, and don't feel like you have to respond straight away. Yeah, like I can, I can't
1: even, like I can be a bad culprit for that. And especially like during this time where like if I message someone and they don't respond, in my mind, like I'm just like, you're not doing anything else. Like we're all at home, but you still are happy yeah. with people their space and I say that knowing that I am someone that likes my space I, I don't like feeling like I'm being hounded to respond or to no, blast exactly. blah 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 so yeah like I yeah I exactly sometimes <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, but it's so easy, but it's just remembering that. And it's um, my partner is talking because he coaches men around dating mm-hmm. and he talks about the re- reply cycle. Okay. So, like, remember the reply cycle. So, if, if you message me and I take a day, then it's been like a day reply cycle. So, then just like honor that reply cycle. And, uh, like, if it's been a day, you match a day. If it's two days, you match two days. If it's been 20 minutes, you know, you match 20 minutes. Don't, because otherwise, if the reply cycles are different and I take a day to reply to you every day, because you know I have other things around our texting and our connection and you take two minutes and then I take one day and you take two minutes do you see what I mean Uh, so the reply cycle
1: that's interesting because if if I've done that right I've done that to be not like spiteful but if I've text Mm -hmm. someone and it's taken them like a day to text back and, and then they do text back I will purposely be like okay well I'm gonna wait two days then and then I'll you back which is like like it like in my mind <laughs> it doesn't make sense to, to to do that um so I think it's quite interesting that that there's a thing mm. called a reply cycle because I haven't personally heard of that before um
0: yeah yeah, no. So it's um, it's something that I guess when I start to break down my dating as well, I've been good at mirroring, you know, people's if they take, yeah, the longer, you know, if they take half a day, I take half a day or like, I just check. But also, you know, it's like also recognizing when I'm when I'm messaging someone and he or she replies straight back, I'm often like, okay, what are they what are they doing, you know, because I have so much in my day, uh, that even when I'm next to my phone, I have certain things that I need to do every day in order to run the business. Uh, So even if I wanted to, I can't reply to them. Uh, And it's like this woman that um, I managed uh, managed to meet a few weeks ago, um, now in this virtual, uh, you know, isolation stage, and we've been messaging, and she took like, less you know nearly like four days to to reply and first I was like oh no you know she's not replying but then she replied and she was just saying you know I'm sorry you know I, you know it's so much going on and it's like it's cool you know you do yeah, some time yeah. you got stuff going on that's cool you know I'm just gonna reply and I replied in the same I think the day after was mm-hmm. like later in the day um as well so you don't have to feel it uh, you know you don't have to follow it religiously, but it is just good sometimes to just keep in mind that we need to continue our own routine and own life, so we don't fall back into, you know, answering straight up when, when mm. someone is texting us. So, so should it be
1: a like a conscious thing that that you match like another person's energies? So, for instance, like if it takes them a day to to text back, should we then be matching that or just replying as normal, regardless of their Reply time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like it's no formula that that works for everyone, um, but uh, it depends, you know, depending on the question, if it's something that they talk about and it's like they're asking about the evening and you're, you're just about to do it or you've just done it, you know, then it might feel natural to be like, actually, I, I did that thing I was going to say or like I was so excited about X, Y, Z, thank mm-hmm. you for remembering, I've just done it and it went really well, you know. It depends on the conversation. If it feels like it's a natural step to reply that same evening or in the day, okay. you know, by all means, do you know you would feel but when it is especially in the beginning um you just want to you know just show that you also you know you'll have yeah, your yeah, life going perfect. on and that we just don't change anything yeah. for for that person and um, and as you say you know I think sometimes when people reply too quickly I remember this guy I met years ago and like without fail his messages was always in like <laughs> 23 seconds like it was amazing. I timed him uh, a couple of points. I think it was my friend Nicky who was yeah. like, "My God, he's quick." And towards the end, that was just a bit like boring because I just, you know, because it was fun to just have the tension and the build okay. up in the meantime. Because I, I sent off this message and then I was like, "Is he gonna reply? What is he gonna say?" And then it was like, "Boom!" Is you know, even before I turned mm. my phone off, um, he had replied. And I was like, "Okay, so now I need to do another yeah. reply." You know, I do get you. Um,
1: so like. How do you think dating will be when we are finally like off of lockdown? Like, do you think, do you think people will take it seriously or do you think people will just be like on a bit of a rampage to just kind of date as many people and have sex with as many people as possible to like wake up for lost time?
0: Yeah, I, again, it's, it's being, I, I think we're going to see all of that, to be honest, you know, is it going to be like lots of orgies? Like, yes, uh, yes, they will. I don't know if people need to like be tested for, for Corona before yeah. or whatever. So I think, you know, we, all of the above, we're going to see a lot. And that's just, again, to stay true to what it is that you that you want if you want to go out and you know sleep around with x amount of people then you know like hook up with a with an event or like be on those apps and make sure that you meet people who are of similar mind to desires and kinks so you can really get where you desire in the bedroom uh, but if you want to go out there and you want to you know i'll spend this time alone maybe and you know i really want a relationship i realized and i want to meet the people you know for the right reasons then again just like which platforms are you on what does your um, profile look uh, mm-hmm. say about you does it mirror what you actually want and then going out in the world to like show up as that and and don't throw yourself of course because other people are yes. doing something different uh, it may feel like all your friends are just like why do you want to go for a, a serious relationship now I just want to meet those people and it's you know it's up to them uh, so stay true to what you want. I definitely think that we're going to see a bit of people feeling apprehensive about like yeah, getting close to people true. and and touch and things like that. So that's going to be something that's being faced back. But again, it might be things you know if it's someone that you've spoken to online. Um, and you get on and you've had a few different dates. It might just be the first date that you have. It's like going for a long walk together. You don't have to be super close straight away. You still meet in person and you can, you know, hopefully hug the other person, but you don't have to sit next. You know, it's still a very open, you're outside, you know, we're going to, Hopefully, the lockdown is going to ease when it gets even warmer. So it's going to be a nice time to sit outside and, you know, just be outside as well. So, again, it's thinking about creative ideas that you can Mm -hmm. do to meet them. Um, And, again, it's it's staying true to you if you feel like you're not ready to explore something sexually, even though you haven't had sex for however many weeks that we're currently on. Um, You know, you don't have to you know, don't pressure yourself to, to think that you should do something because you haven't been able to for a couple, for, for some time, you know, so whatever feels, whatever feels good for you. And again, like it's communicating that and, and surrendering yourself with, with people of a similar mind to how mm-hmm. they want to spend that time
1: okay so um i wanted to kind of touch on so there is an article that you i believe you wrote which is called how you mm-hmm. might be sabotaging in relationships which
0: is, yeah,
1: which is relationships. um based around attachment styles right now yes, i read that right. and i was so triggered because Oh, like, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. but it was good because I I often like kind of just sitting and just reflecting on things that I've been through, mm-hmm. and there was a point in time when I was like queen at self sabotaging, and I could be in yeah. something that was good, and then I would think, this is too good. Like, what don't I know? What is yeah. someone trying to hide from me? Like. Why is it too good? And then in doing that, I would then start acting off and acting differently and then just kind of like Mm. ruining something that was perfectly fine. And um, yeah, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, um, the last Mm. guy that I dated, like seriously. And um, that was honestly, it was such a nice period of time. And then I completely completely fucked it up and honestly when I think about it now for no real reason but I think it was a case where it was going so well and so on course that it scared me and instead of like Mm. having that conversation with him I was a bit younger as well um but instead Mm. of kind of being like I'm feeling a bit anxious because of xyz or I'm feeling a bit nervous because of da 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 instead of doing that I just kind of found a reason for it to end and just ended it quite abruptly. And we had like yeah. a massive argument, which even now doesn't even make any sense, but I actually contacted him and it was completely out of the blue and I felt bad and I apologize for, for getting in touch. So like randomly, but I kind of wanted to, mm-hmm. to know from his point where he felt I went wrong or where he felt I could have communicated better in that time and I don't know if it was like a closure thing because we've we had had closure before and like there's no bad blood but I don't think I had ever taken the time to come to him and say okay like you know what I actually apologize for how I acted and how that could have impacted you in that moment and moving forward um So yeah, like I just kind of wanted to to, to touch on that and like how often Mm -hmm. you come across people that do self-sabotage because of attachment styles or for like whatever reasons.
0: Yeah, often. Uh, and I've been there uh, as well, yeah. you know, self-sabotaging for, for many years without really seeing it and ending up going like, why is this happening to me? The yeah. world is so unfair, <laughs> man, no shit. And then when I kind of started to break it down, I was like, oh shit, okay. Um, so this is something, so attachment styles is something that I work a lot with, uh, with my clients and also belief systems. Uh, so whatever core belief you have about yourself, Uh, Whatever you believe about love, uh, commitment, intimacy, sex, because these are the main questions that I work around, you will reinforce. So for a long time, I didn't think I was worthy of love. And um, so the relationships that I now I know about it, because I've done a lot of work on myself. Uh, but now I am very aware that for many years, I told myself or well, the core belief was that yeah. I wasn't worthy of love. Uh, therefore, the relationships that I went to seek with men were, uh, were like one night stands, yeah. uh, fuckboys, as they uh, somehow I claimed. Um, and people who just didn't want anything serious. So deep down, I wanted something serious, but because I didn't think that people, you know, I wasn't worthy of people's time, I wasn't worthy of people's love, that when someone showed that to me, I just couldn't handle it because I couldn't love myself. You know, it sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. So if we don't think that we're good enough or like uh, worthy of love or commitment or whatever that may be, when we start to attract the type of man or woman who gives us these things the the pictures doesn't match up our belief and what's happening doesn't match up it's like they give me all this love and I don't think I'm worthy of love so how do I conform myself to back Mm. up my belief well is to you know fuck it up or just go for people who can never give it to me in the beginning or to begin with so this is something we see and I often see with with clients that you know in person based on previous relationships that we have seen that it ended in certain ways. We then, you know, understand that to an extent. And then we go into a new relationship and many people then feel the first few weeks, maybe even the first month that is like, Oh, this guy is amazing. This girl is amazing. You know, I feel so free with them. I feel like they're never going to do anything bad to me. I feel like everything is great. And then it's not really until it kind of kicks in maybe, you know, Uh, the second month where people then start to describe themselves as I don't know what's happening to me I don't know who I am I don't know what's happening they're kind of describing a behavior that they can't control and what really is happening there is that whatever your original belief system is you start to find evidence for that and if the evidence isn't there you start to make it up or you create it because as human beings we're always going to go back to Mm -hmm. the original belief uh, so this is why I really believe in the, in the power of coaching and just bringing awareness, um, to what's going on for us. Uh, so the belief that I had, um, around fear of commitment, and uh, which really bogged down in my belief that I yeah. wasn't worthy of love still comes up, but me three years ago would have that would have impacted a six months of a relationship, you know, that would have impacted me a whole relationship, for example. Now, when it comes up, I might, you know, on a bad day, it might take me like an Mm. hour to turn it around. On a good day, it takes me two minutes to turn around. So I'm very aware of every single step and every single thought and patterns and behavior. And the main difference is that it doesn't, it's no longer ruling my Mm. life and right before it did. And this is what I see with clients as well. There is one woman, or it's a couple of women that um, that I'm coaching who are in the type of relationship that they've always wanted to, but because they're in a loving relationship, they're almost like, oh, but is this, as you say, you know, is this too good? You know, what's happening? And then they start to see all the bad things in a person or they start to go, what about this? What about that? So it's my job to kind of go, okay, you know, what is the positive? What is working? Remind me what you wanted from the relationship remind me where this is working and it's just really being there to, yeah, uh, to oh support but yeah this concept yeah. and everyone has it literally everyone has it it's just some people yeah. are less aware of it which means there has a great yeah, impact no, definitely on like
1: life. um I was just thinking about one of my belief systems that I I've had for like a very long time um but like you it like it doesn't impact me as much as what it once did and that belief Mm. was everybody leaves um like nothing nothing's permanent people don't stay like long term like people come in for a bit and you have a great time but everybody leaves and because I thought Mm. that way it was like anyone that I dated or I or or anything my expectation was this is only going to be short term because they're going to leave. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then it's yeah. like, I have had guys who have then said, oh, that I come across a bit cold. And I was like, but I'm not even a cold person. Like I, I think I'm, I'm a very mm. warm, open person, but I think what it was, was because I was almost waiting for the like expiry date. I then wasn't like, yeah. fully, yeah, fully exactly. opening up because I was just like, well, there's no point because they're going to bounce in a bit soon. Anyway. Um, So it it is very interesting, but I think it takes a lot to be that self-aware. And I've had to have, I've had to have, sorry, a lot of very like honest conversations with myself and be able to say, all right, George, this is what you actually do. Like, it isn't like, not everyone can be like a bad guy or, or, or a bad girl. Like what, what are you also adding to this that isn't causing things to work the Mm. way that you want them to?
0: yeah which is hard to realize right and then when yeah it's so hard to realize and then it's picking up on it when it happens and just holding ourselves accountable and it's it's tremendous work that goes into it Uh, and this is why i always say to clients as well you know when in doubt just remind yourself of why like why are you doing this and also giving them the option like you don't have to you know so let's play with the idea of you not putting the work into to changing the um or um what's the word challenging the belief uh and finding new kind of self-generated evidence for that you have experiences that match up to what you actually really want uh you know you don't have to do the work so what would your life look like and everyone is like well I don't want that and it's like okay cool so like, why are we doing it? And just reminding people of, of why is such yeah. such an important just um, like way. Just like
1: changing the conversations that, that you have. Like I, I used to have such yeah. negative conversations with myself about myself, which doesn't even make any sense because I would mm. never talk that way to a friend or to anyone like that. So I'm always like actively yeah, trying to change exactly. how I speak of myself to myself and, um, so whereas like now yeah. my conversations are very much, I deserve good good sex or I deserve good dick or I I yeah. deserve <laughs> someone who knows how to communicate or I deserve to kind of offer someone a good way. I deserve to also be a good communicator to other people. Like just completely mm. changing how I speak about myself and just um, what I guess I'm like, manifesting into my life and i i honestly yeah. feel like it's made such a difference like as soon as i became aware and i was able to like change those yeah. conversations like things have been pretty decent i can't even lie um,
0: yeah oh it's, nice it's, oh well done yeah no i know it takes a tremendous work, but- work it does yeah but it, it gets better and as you say you know you get different um results and you start to, you know, it's like with everything new, it feels uncomfortable to begin with, uh, but it gets easier. And I often come across this, you know, the grass is yeah. uh, the grass is greener. And um, so I, um, I often come across as well. It's like, oh, I'm in this type of relationship, and you know. Um, I don't think that we're compatible. And, you know, we're not really this, and we're not really that I want Mm. this type of relationship. And I want that and that. But then what actually happens is that if they go to that relationship, there is still another belief. (laughs) So first of all, it's like, this is not good enough. And then they go to a good enough relationship. And if they don't think they're good enough, they're Mm. gonna break that down. So no matter how you go, you know, it's like, and this is why I always keep repeating it all starts with you. And you are the one with the responsibility for your creation and, and the outcome. Because it's never gonna leave you. It's just gonna bring it to the yep. next relationship, yep. the next yep. relationship. Yep. Um so it just stops and starts with with yourself. And it's it's beautiful when um and this is why I added the coaching because we were just when I started Taylor Match, it was yep. a matchmaking agency. Then I thought to myself, if someone match made me, let's say with um with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. two years ago or even a year ago no maybe two years ago um, you know I would have self-sabotaged myself out of there because he's so emotionally available he's the man that I and the type of relationship that I've always wanted but up until recently I was not ready for it because he would have been so open and like communicated and emotionally available and so much love and I would have just been like I'm not worthy of this I'm getting the fuck out (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh, you know so uh, yeah so amazing people are, are out there and like it starts with with your with your belief and as you say you know what do you tell yourself what's the story that you're telling yourself to make your actions yeah uh, okay right I'm gonna put you on the spot here now okay now
1: from what you've I I guess gathered of me from this conversation so far if you were to matchmake me what what kind of what what's the word what characteristics would you be, be looking for? Or like, what, what kind of person would you match me with? I don't know if I'm, if I'm asking that right.
0: Yeah, no, you're asking that right. So I I get the feeling that you would like to be with someone who's creative uh, and just like want to explore life and just curious yeah. about life and kind of go, okay, like what can we make about this like amazing life together? Um, so I definitely see someone like that for you and someone who's just like really yeah, curious to life is something that comes back when I think about you and a potential partner that, you know, be it what your life could look like, I feel like you would want to be with someone who you know you can design design yeah. what your life looks like so maybe not someone who's too like rigid in like okay now we're gonna do this and I, I do that and then this is gonna happen it's more like a you know ebb and flow oh, of good. experimenting <laughs> and creating uh what you <laughs> what you uh, I don't know is yeah, that yeah, someone like, you would most definitely go? like I'm um, I feel like I'm such
1: a free person And where I've like actively broken down like a lot of the thoughts and the the, um, constructs that I've had in the past, I would definitely need someone that can be as free um, and isn't like confined Mm -hmm. to a routine way of thinking.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that I really got that for you, and I. uh, Accurate guys. Yeah, and that's (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly you heard it here first yeah 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 don't worry I've got you (laughs)
1: um so we are like literally almost out of time like this has flown by but this has been such an amazing amazing conversation I'm so glad that we actually got to do this um so I was just gonna say a quick one so guys I don't have any tip tells this week I'm I'm just gonna put that down to the fact that people are having less sex but if you as I said at the start um if you want to just send like any, anything in, so either you've tried a new toy or you're just masturbating more, like just anything sex, just send it to me because I love to read it and it would be great to include it in other episodes. Um, but what I have actually done, um, I have put out a review on a toy that I've tried out recently. Well, no, look, I've had it a while actually but I'm gonna aim to review toys like once a week because I have a stash so I was just like this would be a great time to kind of share toys with with people which they might I don't know you might see a toy that you fancy and you want to try out and then I can send you all of the details for it so yeah so I'm gonna aim to do that but that's gonna be on the just a tip Instagram in the form of IGTV so yes, so check that out. But before we go, can you let people know where they can find you and if they have any questions or they kind of want to look into the service and what, uh, what you offer, where they can reach you?
0: Yes, uh, so uh, we are very active on Instagram, so that's Taylor Matched. Uh, so it's tailor as in tailoring, T-A-I-L-O-R. So tailor matched um, is dot uh, And you can email me on hello at tailormash.com for any questions and check us out. Um when it comes to, you know, this time of just exploring more and having the time to to explore exactly that, we're doing an event on Wednesday uh called What Turns You On. So we're doing a lot of events in the next few weeks, which is all designed. We did an erotic hypnosis on Friday. Uh, so it's twenty five people. It was like a group hypnosis to get closer to what you desire. So everything that we're doing the next few weeks is geared towards just you exploring. Uh so yeah, so check out the events.
1: Thank you so so much for joining me. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge. You're amazing. Don't be surprised if I say, "Hey, let's let's try this matchmaking
0: thing" because yeah. No, <laughs> I know who you're looking for as well. Yeah, yeah, it's thank all good. Me. I've got you.
1: Um guys, thank you so so much for listening. Um hopefully there won't be a break and I will like I feel a bit more inspired to actually record again so thank you guys for being patient with me um yeah everybody take care stay safe stay home and when we're allowed to go outside oh my god we're gonna turn up oh my gosh it's gonna be amazing
0: yeah oh my my god i I can't wait but yes guys
1: thank you so much for listening and yeah i will catch you later i know
0: you wanna i know you wanna i know you wanna Me I play, I like to play cheek to cheek